Episode 12 is live on the wrestling room with Coach Goodale and myself. We are brought to you by Malka and Fancred. Thank you guys. And uh, just a reminder with this with this podcast and this platform, we're encouraging all our people and all our fans and really anyone that's interested uh, has a question or just wants to come on and say hello to call in. And uh, a reminder that you can come on and hang with us face to face by watching the show like maybe you're doing now on YouTube and different platforms or FanCred app, or uh, you could press go on the FanCred app, download it on your phone, press the green fan line button, and you could join us live and ask us those questions or say your comments. Maybe they're Rutgers comments. Maybe they're uh, wrestling comments. Maybe they're uh, different Rutgers sports comments in general. Um, we're, we're ready for all, all types up and down questions, whatever they are, but we're excited to, to be back here and, and continue doing this thing. Coach Goodell just had a good little Father's Day uh, trip. Little week, little let, getaway. Little getaway, I guess. Yeah, you don't take many vacations, I, I feel like, throughout the years I've been around you. I don't remember you getting away much. It's like you you have, like, high anxiety about what's going on at home, I feel like. you got <laughs> you got to be in control. So uh, so how was that? That was Tell good, us. man. It, it, was, uh, it was fun. I've never – I was telling you offline, I've never gone north for a vacation. And it's weird because our vacations are usually Outer Banks, some type of island right after wrestling season maybe for a week. So for us to go north, uh, I never really got into lake life, but it was fresh water up in the up in the mountains, probably a little bit about an hour west of Cornell. Um, and I actually grew up like my dad's from Cortland, New York. It's where he met my mom. So I would always go to Cortland, but we never really experienced like a lake or anything. So uh, yeah, the Carney's on the lake up there. Went up there with a couple families and uh, just had a blast. You know, it was uh, a lot of fun. Fresh water, crisp, cool, and just a bunch of toys. You know, I can't I can't just sit still. So yeah. for us, it was a bunch of toys and jet skis, water skis, a little boat action, some tubing. And uh, yeah. it's good to be away with a family. Yeah, I think I'm thinking right now about that pass. Uh, Zach, had, Zach had a pass from like, what was that, the second or third floor of a balcony? Third floor, yeah. It was like a third floor balcony, probably like a 50-yard pass, you'd say? Yeah. And he hit the like pass, a- and I didn't realize he was filming it. So he yeah. threw it himself, turned around and filmed it himself, and Johnny O made the catch. <laughs> made a jumping catch off a dock into the water, extended, full extension. That was awesome. So uh, it was fun, man. How, how's your week been? I can't believe we've been doing this for 12 weeks. It's, it's been, been three months. It's yeah, been it, cool. it is. It is. My week's been good. Uh, just gearing up for this July 25th match now. Uh, that's where really where more, most of my focus has been shifted to. Uh, just kind of looking at how Pletcher has been wrestling recently, just watching a couple of his matches and just prepping my, myself, getting my body ready, getting my weight ready. Uh, I'm in striking distance already. So just like at this point, it's just like, let's get ready to wrestle. It's tune up the wrestling skills we're going to need for this match, focus on the areas, maybe the scrambles that the match is going to take me, take me to. And th- that's the, kind of the thoughts that I've been, uh, that, that I've been having, but it, it was my birthday yesterday. So I got to enjoy yeah, myself a little gonna... bit. I had a busy day just with uh different training and uh, therapy sessions, just uh normal routine. But then uh, my parents got barbecued for me last night. So I got to hang out a little bit, uh, right on the porch of Belmar, looking out on the water next to DJ. So uh, that was nice, just kind of relaxing, shutting it down as well, you know. Got to gotta, so gotta, gotta, gotta have a good balance of both. Yeah, I got a couple questions for you with that. I, I want to get to DJ's in a second. But uh, 
how much how much are you put into uh, watching film on your opponents? Like that's pretty uh, that's a pretty good question for our fans. I'm sure they'd want to know. Like how much are you going to put into, or how much did you put in when you were in college? How much do you put in now for someone like Pletcher? And obviously you wrestled him three times when he yeah. was a little younger. Uh, would you look at those matches, or are you looking at what he did this past year? Yeah, it's funny. Like those matches don't really mean much to me right now, just because I was 141. I was a totally different wrestler. Not that like I had a lot of the same skills, but I, I, I just think I, I'm way better. I think he's way better than he was at that time. He was a freshman. Might might have been a true freshman. I, I kind of forget, but uh, I just think it's going to be a different different Luke Pletcher. It's going to be a different Anthony Ashnall. So I'm more looking at his last Big Ten performance matches versus Nick Lee. Uh, different performances throughout the year at 141, but yeah. uh, I'm re- I'm really looking more at his tendencies than what's what's happening in the matches. Just like which arm which arms he's reaching with, which legs is he stepping with? Because those things, even over time, over years, like those are the harder things to change. You could maybe change a move up, but it's like it's hard to get rid of that twitch that you hit with your hips when someone fakes on you or so- something little like that. So I'm looking looking for the little details like that. Uh, this is probably the most I've ever honestly looked into it because I'm so excited for the event. It's like three hammer matches. So I've never really looked into matches a month before and studied one guy. I can be honest about that. I've never done something like this, but uh, it's exciting. I feel like I want to have like a, a MMA type schedule if it's possible. Like let's do these events every couple months and uh, get athletes wrestling. And like, that would be cool. This is like an exciting time for me. I'm gearing up. I got 20 clean bros delivered to my house, ready to like, meal little meal prep easy to eat get my weight down then i got like my workout schedule planned just for me and it's just like it's pretty cool it's exciting it's uh definitely really motivating for the current times we're in in this world with covid going on sure sure now what uh, speaking of covid has there been any talk i know texas is getting hit pretty hard uh which would lead me into really an update for our fans i could give in a little bit about return to practice for the Rutgers wrestlers but for you, has there been any talk? Because we're getting ready to book our flights to Texas. Uh, you think they'll keep it there, or is there any talk of moving it just because of the spike down there? Or yeah, right I, now? Was, I was talking to one of the flow guys, Mike Mike Mal, yesterday, and uh, just asking him what the events looking like, shaping up like. And he didn't talk about anything that was going to get canceled, but he did. He did say absolutely nobody's going to be spectating. Um, yeah. Just just wrestlers and coaches and everyone that needs to be their referees or scores person, um, even limiting people that have to be on cameras, just trying to put cameras on stands kind of thing. Um, but my friends are still, they're saying the same thing. They want to book their flights. They want to come down. So hopefully I know, I know Texas has a rise in numbers right now, but hopefully everything clears up and uh, they don't really, they don't really change the rules that are set right now with the government um, in Texas. So, so that we could go have this event and, uh, I know my friends, a lot of my friends and some some family are looking forward to maybe t- taking that trip, getting a little flight, even if they can't go watch the match, just kind of hanging out in Austin, Texas, and uh, and then hanging out afterwards and enjoying ourselves sure. a little bit. You know, it's crazy you say that because now I'm sitting here thinking, me and Donnie are on the, fo- on the phone last night. Like, should we book our tickets? Are they going to keep us quarantined for two weeks afterwards? Because when we get back, there's a good chance August 1st, winter sports will be allowed in the rack. But we'll yeah. have testing leading – not the rack, excuse me, uh, the APC, but um, or wherever the guys train and wherever winter sports train. Basketball's already in. So if that's our plan for August 1st, do we have to be quarantined afterwards? 
So we were talking about it. Now that I think about it, I know Pollard's going down with you. Uh, and then if it's me or Donnie, one of us is going to be sitting outside. They probably yeah. won't let both of us in. So we got yeah. to kind of figure that out pretty quickly. But I'm going to be on a call today with Dr. Bouchard, see what uh, the protocol yeah. is. But I it might, it might be smartest for you as the head coach to stay back because I think there is going to be a 14-day quarantine when we get back. Um, I mean, like, not that they're going to probably have somebody watching you every step you take out. Yeah, you got to be smart. Yeah. But you're a public figure. So, you know, like, you got to lead by example. And, uh, I mean, if you want to be ready to go in August 1st, you got to stay back home. Yeah. So I, it's – it's go ahead. I don't know. I got a question about in the, my comments. How uh, Anthony, how strict will the weigh-ins be in Austin? It's uh, 11 o'clock weigh-in and then the 7 p.m. match and – that wasn't my agreement, but when I was wrestling Oliver, he was like just uh, complaining a little bit about the way in that he wanted a big gap. And then when it got changed over to wrestling Luke Pletcher, I just, since the weight was low for me, I was like, well, it's the same way in, right? And they were like, yep. So I was like, cool. So 11 o'clock way in, wrestle at 7 p.m., 146 pounds. I don't understand how you get the question I don't in this chat here. You get yeah. It. I think the producer just punches the question through maybe to whoever they're targeted at. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, just an update on that as far as getting in. And I, I'm not going to get into Coach Shiano's business. It's not fair for me to do that. But being on some of these some of these calls with all the coaches, it's, it's incredible what has to go in. And Rutgers does such a good job of making sure our guys are safe and and they're tested twice before they're even allowed to start working out. So there's a there's a test, and uh, 48 hours later there's another test, and it's not the one where you stick up your nose; it's a spit test. So that that's kind of cool. Um, and then if they're cleared, but just listening to coach talk, there he does such a good job. Like if a kid, they did have two kids test positive. If if you were around that kid, he would put you in quarantine no matter what. Hey, coach, but I'm not sick, but it doesn't matter. So he's being super, super smart, and I just think we have a responsibility as coaches. Even though I test negative, I don't have it, but I was working out with that guy, you know, so we're going to ask our guys come July 15th, if we know we're getting tested the 24th, July 15th, quarantine for nine days, do nothing. Do nothing. Stay home. Don't go lift. Don't go to a gym. Don't go work out. Hard thing to do, right, because we're getting into it right now. And but, uh, you're asking uh... – 18 to 22 year old yeah. kids. A lot of our, a lot of our guys come down from yeah. exit come down the shore, exit one Oh five down, from. down. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's going to be tough. Yeah. For them. That's going to be hard, but we got to do it. And the goal is for, again, if the date for us to get tested, let's, this is just an example, July 24th, I want them all to be negative. You don't have yeah. it. Let's get, you know, two more, two days later, we don't have it. Let's get in there and start training. So just a little bit of uh, info, really, for our fans, just what goes into it. It's not just you get tested, all right, good to go that day. No, there, there's there's a whole week before where they're making sure everyone's safe. And, man, Rutgers does such a good job. And it's so – and there's so much more. Like, you got to talk to them about their girlfriends, like you said, going down to the beach. Uh, it's just different. So it, it's frustrating to hear how hard it is. and But at the same time, I understand it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And – uh Everyone's doing the same thing or dealing with it. I think Rutgers has an advantage, if anything, uh, just with all the resources we have. Are they 
since like Rutgers came out with tests, is there are they using their own tests to test these yeah. athletes? I are think they- I mean I believe so. They're just and you could send them. But one of the one of the things with Doc is when you send, let's say you take two hundred, you tested two hundred athletes that are on campus, and you send them to the lab. They don't come back two hundred at a time. They you might get a pocket of twenty, and then thirty, then fifty, then a hundred. You know what I mean? So it's like even though me and you sat side by side, spit in the tube, and they went out together, they ne- they don't necessarily come back together. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that how is. the lab works, but yeah, they're using our they're using our uh, our testing, and you could like send the test to Texas, right? One of our basketball players is from Texas. You could send it down there, and and then on that end, there's some guys that where their parents right now don't feel comfortable sending them back. Mm. So some kids are are deciding not to come back. So, which is fine by coach Pico and coach Shano and it's all voluntary, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's just interesting that what, you know, what, what, what goes into it and you know us, Ant, right. We're thinking, let's meet at this place. Let's train, let's wrestle, let's work out. Let's just go, yeah. go, go. And I think we'll have a whole different look at it when we start heading back to the APC. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting layout for everybody. Um, yeah. But it's exciting to have some motion in that direction, at least, you know, from from having two to three months in quarantine type situation and locked up feeling, you know, we, we need to start at least having regulations moving towards opening up. Not that we need to jump right back into normalcy, but at least a direction towards that, because I feel like people are just ready, ready to get out They're They're making yeah. like they're just making uh the decision on their own to go around the government and do it anyway. So it's like we have to start making different regulations to provide for people to maybe tend to their businesses or whatever it may be. Let me ask you this. So now it brings me to my DJ's question. That place was absolutely bumping this past weekend. And you could see yeah. the cameras were down the jersey. <laughs> like nothing's going on. And I'm thinking to myself, this is crazy. Like for me, do, do you get mad at that? Like, guys, what are we doing here? I, I, I went one night and I was in my head. I was happy that I was there because I was like saying to myself, it's like, there's no way, like there's no masks. Like there's no nothing. Like everything's just so open. It was just like in my head, I was like, they got to, something's going to happen here. In my head, I was thinking that. So I was like, all right, at least I'm, I'm happy I came because I don't think it's going to be here next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking the same thing you're thinking. Um, but I think they did get in a little bit of trouble. We were there. Uh, yesterday we just walked by my parents condo is like right next door to yeah. there so we walked by and um it just it looks like they definitely took took a couple steps backwards as sure. a as an um as a business just trying to follow rules a little bit more closely it looks like uh so i don't know what's going to happen you know there's they're, they're not the only one down here you know janks and martels i heard doing the same thing i heard bar bar a and uh different kind of places were doing the same exact thing so We'll see. We'll see what happens. I was thinking maybe they just go one by one and knock the guys off a little bit. But Yeah. It's crazy that that owner, man, he's just been like, listen, let's rally right now. I'm sure businesses are getting crushed. So yeah, he was probably just like, this is an opportunity right here. But yeah. whatever. You're right. Let's encourage these fans to call in. Uh, let's encourage them to ask some questions. Let's get going. There's yeah, been I, a ton of – go ahead. You got one? I got one uh, in, in my comments. Um. Anthony, what are you fo- most focused on leading into the this match? Is this the longest you've gone between com- competitive, serious matches? I'm looking forward just to the uh, opportunity to go compete on a mega platform right now for wrestling 
in the wrestling world. Uh, and also the competitor, Luke Pletcher, um, even though I wrestled him in college a couple of times, I think he's a totally different competitor. Someone for me, short, stocky guy. I'm a little tall, lanky for my weight. Like I, I'm excited to go prove that I could go score a lot of points and be exciting uh, from the start to the end of the match. And I'm just looking forward to uh, being able to have a platform to showcase my talents and win or lose. I'm just going out there to put on a performance. You know, this is a performance of three mega matches, all, all three matchups. We're all looking to put on a performance for the fans, for people who have missed wrestling and just put up points on the board and have a good time out there. So that's, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Not really the longest I've been in between matches. I wrestled at Pan Am's in March. Uh, and I have, sur I've had surgeries where I've been out for almost whole years. So what do you, uh, so, so I always thought Pletcher was just a tough matchup cause he's so, he's so darn low to the ground and he's hard to get to, and you got to move him a lot. And, and he's gotten, he has gotten better. Uh, and then I saw Nick Lee wrestle him in the dual meet. I'm like, wow, this is a bad matchup. I'm thinking to myself, Ashnall's a bad matchup for Pletcher because of what Nick Lee did. And then he turned it around in the big tens. So I watched both of those matches, and uh, is that does that him being so low? Does that is it frustrating? Does that cause problems, or is it just about your motion, you getting your attacks, and doesn't matter where you no, are? He's pretty flexible too. It definitely he's super super flexible. Yeah, it definitely causes problems, and he's super flexible. But freestyle, the flexibility is great. But you could still get one point for taking him out of bounds while he's on a single. So, I mean, I've watched – I know a lot of the positions you're talking about when he made that jump from Nick Lee in the season to finals. But I still think in that Big Ten finals match, Nick Lee was taking it to him. He was on his legs. He got taken down once, but Luke Pletcher was kind of not controlling the center. Uh, I just saw – even in Luke Pletcher's win versus Nick Lee, I just saw a lot of openings that I feel like I could take advantage of. And I don't want to exploit that. Maybe Luke Pletcher's watching our podcast because it's so popular <laughs> right now. <laughs> But I just, I definitely respect him. And for that, when you, when an athlete can make jumps from losing to a guy to beating him in, a, in one season like that, it's like, you got to respect them. It's like, maybe he's not the better wrestler in their match, but he, he won the match. He's able to make adjustments. He's a gamer. He turns it on when it's time to go. And even like seeing his emotions after that match in the big 10 finals, like he's into it, man. He loves this. He loves what he does. He definitely wrestles, trains hard and does the right things. It seems like so. I, I want to wrestle guys like that because that's how I wrestle and compete. So uh, it's game on, but I'm definitely confident in it. Well, good man. Yeah, that's going to be a, that's an awesome lineup. Uh, I just hope it. I hope they hope it goes off. I hope it goes off really bad because we need it. We need it. And I think there's yeah. one this weekend, correct? Yeah, I think we, they have one coming up Saturday. Yeah, I know the headliner is Jason Nolf versus Jordan Oliver. You got Pat Downey, Pat Downey wrestling a Greco guy. I think Ben Provisor. Maybe or uh, Rao, isn't it? Oh, Rao? Oh, Rao, sorry, sorry, Rao. So that should be a good event too. Good man. Well, we got a, we got Billy's backstage, so we can bring him in. It'll be our first guest, guys. Call in, uh, come online with us, share the stage here a little bit, ask some questions. The more you ask, the more I'm sure we're going to get into the transfer portal here. Hey, hey what's up, guys? What's look, going on? Up, little man? intro here's <laughs> Billy Ashnault, my big brother. Also a wrestler for Coach Goodale back in the day. I, I don't even remember. What what years were you wrestling for Rutgers? Oh, I graduated in 2012. Okay. So it's three years. Went to Started Lock at Lock Haven. Yeah. Started at the Haven. Goodale recruited me to the Haven. Then yeah. uh, 
everything went good two years there. We had like a lot of Jersey guys out there and then, I mean, circled back to Rutgers, man. And that's kind of how I got the ball rolling and circled back now with, I don't know, eight years later. Yeah. Do you know how, do you know that story, Anthony? How? Not clearly. Not clearly. So, so we're out at the class, South Plainfield and Jackson High School are at the best tournament in the country, dual meet tournament out in Minnesota. Class ends. They move me somehow to front first class. And all my guys at Jackson were laughing. I got moved up. They're like, would you like to move up? I'm like, absolutely. I'll move up to first class. Sure enough, I get put right next to your mom. She's also in first class. I said, what's Billy doing? Blah, blah, blah. Before we even landed, they were on the phone with Rocky Bonomo. And uh, that's where Billy was going to end up going. And I was still at Jackson. So then I got the job at Rutgers and he came back kind of a rest is history, but that's the story. How he made it to the Haven. Yeah. What, when did, when did you get the head coaching job? What year? Goody. 2008, uh, seven, eight season, 2008. So, right. Yeah. So you came back, Billy it must've been 2010. Yeah. 2010. I had to stay the, uh, I remember talking to you and then Leo, um, he, I was like transferring and they're like, no, you, you got to take three classes. So it was like nine credits to be eligible to wrestle transfer and so I had to stay at told Lock Haven I'm leaving stay there that summer take three classes and come back to uh wrestle that was good and you were in right did you I think you and correct me if I'm wrong because my head's you wrestled redshirted wrestled how did that work uh we lost them here did we yep rest There was one year exactly. I know he. Uh, there was one year I think he he redshirted for us, and then he was back. He wrestled, redshirted, and then back. Yeah. Hey, Billy, we're losing your reception a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, <laughs> we can still hear you good, so that's all good. Yeah. So now, currently, yeah, you got me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, currently, uh, your coach. For our viewers that don't know our our stories as well, you're coaching uh, Christian Brothers Academy right now. High school, private school, but they wrestle uh, public or the state tournament, NJSI state tournament. Um, third year, going into your third year right now. How is that process going for you? And how was that transition going from being a college athlete to director of operations, working on a college staff now to running a high school staff? Yeah, I mean, I tell everybody it's pretty much what I went through at Rutgers, everything I learned being around all those guys, the athletes, coaches, the support system. Um, it kind of take everything I learned there. And nothing really changed from what I'm doing at CBA, wrestling-wise, to kind of what we did at Rutgers. Um, obviously, specifically Rutgers, just because that's where I was a fan. That's my family, man. That's where I was part of for, for years. So I took out a lot of stuff, um, obviously, from Goody and everyone else and kind of translated right over to, to CBA, wrestling specific. I know when you come in a room, man, like running practice and things like that, I kind of take things from Rutgers and, and use them at CBA and kind of treat the room like a college room. I know there's it's a little different. I get it. The kids are younger and not as mature, but I definitely try. The biggest thing is treat that place, man, with respect and a college room and make these guys, no matter if they're JV or varsity, there's an expectation there, man, to work hard, show up on time and everything kind of will work out for itself for them. Cause I mean, CBA, as everyone knows, academically is top of the top, top of the line. I mean, you make it through CBA, you're going to get into some great schools and really set yourself up. 
Um, I get it. Private, public, it's a big deal. And some, some people, man, with New Jersey, some people hate private schools. And I don't really get involved in that. I just kind of do my thing, take it day by day, and hopefully these kids freaking buy in and just want to be great. But outside of winning or losing, just really look back and be like, yeah, I, I learned something. One thing from those four years at CBA yeah. that I could take. So, to, so I rest, think, rest of and, and this isn't a recruiting plug for CBA, just because Billy's on. Obviously, we're super, super tight. But I can't imagine. I can't imagine because I think that's why how we got to be so good at Jackson. It was like a college room, and I just can't imagine all those guys you have on your staff bringing in the way you're running a practice. How good those guys can get at CBA is just that's just such an advantage. Just a guy like you who has gone through it, just recently left us uh, to go there. And and clearly that thing's going to blow up, right? CBA is going to blow up. Is that a, is that like a goal? Like I want to chase Blair Academy. For me, that was it at Jackson. I'm chasing Blair Academy. I, I loved wrestling Southern. That was huge down here, but I was chasing Blair Academy. That that's, and I know you're not there yet. And I know pretty soon it's going to get there, but is that kind of your outlook on it? Or is it just, one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time. Let's just get better. Yeah, I mean, my, the ultimate goal, like, right now is just to build it up. Like, I've been going into year three. Now there's a little bit harder. There. A little bit harder. Doing everything that we're doing. These guys are – these guys are – and they're hungry, the kids too. But it's also, like, I'm trying to wrestle the best teams. I wrestle whoever. I'm trying to wrestle a single duel on a Friday night in New Jersey and bring a couple hundred people to CBA. That's a big deal back – when Jackson South Plainfield, there was a thousand, two thousand people, a couple hundred at CBA is a big deal. So I'm trying to get these teams to kind of buy in around the state. Like, come on, man, I'm gonna wrestle Friday night cool. They're like, ah, oh, no frustrating thing. Something. And I don't, I don't really, I, I don't, I don't beg that. I don't really beg them. I mean, I'm, I, I, I want them to wrestle, and they're like, nah, I would do a try. <laughs> right, well, move on to the next. Right, right now, but I know, I know we're getting good and we're building it. So the ultimate goal is really just get that excitement back and build it from within at CBA. That's what I want to do and get these guys to be like, yeah, we're wrestling this big duel against, I don't know, Brick Memorial yeah. Friday night, a month into the season. That's, yeah. that's how you build something up, I think. But outside of that, it's just uh, ultimate goal. I would say get these guys to really believe that they can place in a state tournament. It's not so much winning districts, winning regions. Um, obviously want to be state champions, but it's building up to place in the, in the States. And these guys, honestly, man, their, their goals going into this upcoming season are like team wise. They want to make it to, it used to be the Vertaco center. Now I think it's back at Rutgers. They want to make it there as a team wise. So that's pretty cool that I didn't really implement that into yeah. them, but as a team, they want to do that stuff already. So there's not one ultimate, goal it's a lot of things but obviously compete at a high level man make it to the states and place as a freshman it's not so much as a junior it's got these guys that are high level recruits in yeah. high school coming in place yeah, that's exciting and we we had a couple guys on the team this year that were very, pretty close pretty close to placing uh guy in the round of 12 guy in the round of 16 i think um a couple other guys at the state tournament uh looking looking ahead to next year hopefully we get this this everything goes smooth with scheduling and high school sports happen and everything goes on. Um, do you got any freshmen looking, looking up, uh, like key, key freshmen to look out for coming in or um, what are some of the other athletes coming back that uh, you want to highlight a little bit? 
Yeah, I mean, the guys that uh, made it to the state tournament last year, three freshmen and one junior, so they're all coming back, and they're hungry. They're kind of training through this quarantine, not with me, on their own, and the guys that want to get good are finding a way to work their butt off and get to that next level. It's on this. It's tough, though, man. You can't really be with these guys and watch them jump levels. Now, you got to kind of trust that they're doing it, but there's so many ways around the state that they can get that opportunity to get better. Um, freshmen now, now that we've finished eighth grade, school year is over. I mean, there's freshmen, you could say, that are coming in the CBA for sure. I got like nice. probably six or seven freshmen coming in. Um, I would say the highlight, the biggest one that's confirmed coming is uh, Alex Nini. So he's yeah, coming he's in as a lightweight. He should make an immediate impact. And then, yeah, then there's five or six other good kids, man, good families that they're all coming in. I'm still talking to a few kids that, that kind of want to come, but kids that want to come to CBA for me, it's, yeah, here's the process. You fill out the application, you fill out these financial aid forms and, and you do everything and you wait to hear back. Some parents like to hear that. Some parents, they don't like to hear that. They want their kid to get a full ride. And I said, that's not, I, that's not what I'm in it for. I mean, I want to give you a full ride, but honestly, that's not, what, that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> So, so listen, I wanted to ask yeah, you this because yeah, I'm super yeah. curious. For me, so, the best things, it was never about the Scott Winstons, the Ken Carneys, the Sean Burns. Those guys were hammers, right? And they half my team when I was at Jackson would train at Sure Thing. The other half would train at Elite. It was awesome. They would do a lot. And plus, our room was great. We wrestled all year round. But for me, the best thing was taking a, a kid who never really wrestled before. And I don't know if you get a lot of those at CBA – but what's it like, like trying to train those guys? And was it hard for you? You know, you just come from Rutgers where you're training with Anthony and the rest of the guys uh, for years. And then all of a sudden now you're in a, even when you're our DOP, you're, you're watching these guys train and then you go and you got to take a kid out of the, out of the hallway and say, okay, let's learn a single leg. Is that hard? I love that. I just make a kid tough for six minutes. There's a good chance you're going to win high school matches. I just love that. Yeah, I mean, we got a kid. There was a kid lap my first year going in, so two years ago. He was a senior, and uh, he was just there to kind of hang out and worked his butt off. It came down to the last – we had, like, our last match before sectionals was in February. And uh, I was like, man, you got to wrestle 152 varsity. We don't have anybody. You're going to come – you're going to get on a bus and travel, 152. The kid's a senior. He's like, coach, I, I don't want to wrestle varsity. I don't want to wrestle varsity. But this kid worked so hard all year. And I got him better, man, teaching him, like, a stand-up or, like, something basic. And I was excited to watch this kid and be like, you want to you wrestle varsity? So I got kids coming in that, honestly, that start wrestling junior and senior year at CBA just because they do all the – try other different sports. And a kid that comes to CBA has to do it sports. So I do get those kids building up. But I haven't really had that kid that built them up from a freshman to a sophomore and finally got into wrestle varsity yet. That could happen. Are those guys year. sticking with it, though? Those guys there, who don't yeah. know what the heck's going on? Are they sticking with it? Cool. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, man. These guys, they, yeah. they love it. Yeah, it's cool to see, Goody. Like some, I'm thinking about some of the practice I went to. Uh, there's yeah. some of the kids on the team that just like the they're like the JV, maybe some of the JV kids. They just like look up to some of the kids even on the varsity team. Like they they become like even better teammates. They're like when it became time like for districts and regions i feel like they were still some of them were still coming to practice like all right what do you need tyler barry like what do you need julian george yeah. like whatever you need yeah. coach ashnall like like he's already got guys buying in like that which is great because then the new freshmen come in they see that 
that system and they, they look up to that and they kind of just fall right in line. And it's like a never ending cycle. So what I would do, Billy, and I'm sure you're going to, you'll do this or you probably already do it. I would back when we had those really good teams one day a week for the first 20 minutes of a practice, we would drill, right? We, we would start our, our practice and the drill would be, for example, Scott Winston with a freshman who just came out for the team or a sophomore who was on the JV team and they would work out. And when that went on throughout the whole lineup, so they're actually training with those guys. You imagine that be, that was pretty cool. And, and then next thing you know, Winston's coaching mm-hmm. these dudes in JV tournaments and JV matches. And those dudes loved it. It was, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. No, yeah, I love that stuff, man. Like going into this year, year three, it's like that's what you're building up for, man. These kids that are going to be sophomores, going to be juniors that have been with you for one, two years. Yeah. And it, that's when and, it gets And uh, now you got exciting. some even more exciting stuff happening in your life. You got a newborn son. I got a new nephew, uh, Micah, Micah William Ashnault. So uh, now how old is he now? Is he a month old yet? Yeah, he's going on six, six weeks and maybe Dude's a day getting old already. Now. <laughs> yeah how's uh how's father life yeah, how, how was your first yeah. father's day uh it was all good i mean the uh the sleeping wise and the baby sleeping he's doing pretty good me and my wife man we have a pretty solid system going on where she takes him and i take him once the early morning hits like four or five a.m i take him and that's it he's either sleeping he's up we go for a walk and then um, kind of go through our day, but yeah. still is he sleeping a lot? Is he, kids, is he sleeping awesome, a lot, you know? or you have to get uh, up? First father's like, Jess gets up. Yeah, no, nah, he's been like four, four or five pretty hour good. stretches recently, yeah. so that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Father's Day, she's like, "What do you want to do?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Honestly, I want to play golf or do nothing." <laughs> and uh, I didn't play golf, so we just kind of walked walked around Belmar. We went to uh, Pier Nine over here and enjoyed the day. It was a beautiful day, so that was cool going out as a family, man, new kid, and yeah. going out to so, eat. So just um, you being on here cool. sparked so much interest. Mike Dipiano's chiming in. This is our yeah. guest today. We get a I second. see. I see. They all want to all the quads, the tries. Uh, it's an ongoing discussion with New Jersey high school wrestling coaches. Yeah, I got to appreciate Dip, though. He's coming to the Colt Classic this year, and I'm going to – he's hosting a uh, a quad, uh, maybe six-team yeah. dual meet where you get two, three matches um, going out there. So I know Dip knows who I want to wrestle. When I go there, I'm hoping he hears this and he puts me against that team. I mean – that short conference yeah, team man. he's going to have there. Listen, but we appreciate we'll you happens. coming on, dude. I'm so disappointed you're not in this Friday's match. I thought Diamond had a little bit more pull at the Pine Baron. Yeah. Like you train his kid for two years. Nah, I'll be back, man. I know I saw you good. I saw you, you three weeks like ago. Like you look like crap. You look very skinny and pale. Billy, he calls me. He calls me. He's like, your brother has a newborn kid. He looks like he hasn't slept. Looks like his eyes are bloodshot. Shoots. He shoots a ninety. He shoots a ninety. Yeah. 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 That's it. I'm dangerous. Stay in, right Stay in the high eighties. Stay in the high eighties. I'd be dangerous at the Barons. Listen, make sure you. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. Make All right, sure you guys. Get the camp man, have a good day. When we're ready to go, we're ready to get over to CBA. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for coming on, man. Yes, sir. Thanks, buddy. Of course, man. I'll see you guys. Clearly, yeah, the thanks. clearly Later. the rising star, right? High school wrestling coaches. That program is going to blow up. Yeah. And I always hear that. I always hear the, you know, oh, this guy's he's going to steal our guys. He's providing a service. He's coaching. It's the rules. He's in a, 
He's at CBA. It's a private parochial school. It's the same way they're upset with Coach Bell and Bergen and now Del Barton. It is what it is. It is what it is. Get your program better enough where you can wrestle those guys. And and uh, that's just the way I feel about it. You know, yeah. if you're if you're doing your job, and I admit this may ruffle some feathers, if you're doing your job at your public school and you have a great program going and you you're putting in time and training and giving your life to your athletes, they won't leave you. They won't leave you. So that's the way I look at it. Get better and, and be able to compete with them. Yeah. And private school isn't for everybody. And it, it is for some people. So I think it works itself out. Um, and I mean, I'm definitely biased. It's my brother, it's blood and we're best friends as well. So it's like, it's, I'm very biased, but he does a great job, man. He doesn't like, even though he's just say like, he's saying what he's supposed to say. That's how he actually is. He doesn't, he just does his bit, goes about his business. He does a great job, goes day by day. Like he's not calling kids on their phone and trying to recruit sixth graders and telling them not to go to their public school. Um, he's never, ever done that. And uh, that's never been his style. So I can't, I can't see that, but people are, will always talk. And as, the better you get, the more support you get in the same, same way you get the support is probably the same way you get, uh, the hate on the forums and in the opposite directions by the, by the people uh, that maybe oppose you or your haters. Yeah. And listen, it's a commitment. It's a commitment to go there. It's not, you just pick up and jump on a bus and head up there. It's a, it is a commitment. It's a lifestyle from an academic standpoint, from an athletic standpoint, yeah. from a social standpoint. So kids want to do it, but again, it goes back to do your job in your area, get your guys training, get them involved and they won't leave you. So it's hard to leave you. How cool of an opportunity is it for you? You see uh, all your Rutgers athletes, man. They're just taking over, like, as a you as a head coach, came from a high school setting head coach. All your athletes going back, and they're taking over the they're taking over the New Jersey wrestling scene. If you go to Atlantic City and just watch the corners in and out of who's in the corners, it's like sometimes it feels like 20 to 30 Rutgers wrestlers in the last 10 years. I'm like, dang. Like, I didn't even realize this many guys on our team liked wrestling. I thought – I thought they were going to graduate and throw the shoes out the in the garbage can and never, <laughs> never put them back on. No, it makes me feel – there's, two, there's two, two ways I feel about it, especially in Atlantic City. So much pride, so, so proud that these – because I knew they'd all end up in coaching, right? I knew when you love it, when you put your life into it like college athletes do, you want to give back. You want to get back into it, and it's a great way to continue to compete as a coach. So there's so many guys now I've coached that are continuing – to, to, to give back. So that's pride. But then I think about when you get caught up with these guys on a Friday night and there's 20 of them, man, down in AC, I'm like, Oh boy, this could be a long night, but so many memories and so much fun. And yeah, just a lot of pride watching these dudes coach, not only coach big matches, but coach against each other. Like that's pretty cool for me to watch, you know, Seidenberg and visit Caro against each other, Billy and Joey Langle. Yeah. There's so many more Trevor Meldy's had guys in the state finals. In his yeah. corner, Connor O'Neill. So there's just and there's so many more. Of course, my big, my best guy, I'm most proud of is probably Dougwood Stanley at Jackson. Yeah, and, uh, you know. So yeah, it's just a lot of pride, and it's it's just a lot of fun, man. It's yeah. a lot of fun to see it, and and then just jabbing them, you know, just talking smack with them, being like, how do you let that one get away? How do you allow the ref? Like if you tell Anthony Parati, the ref just dictated that match, and you could say nothing about <laughs> it. It's like, oh, it's fireworks. It's fireworks. It's great. So. I just like that whole thing. So it's I, all cool. I love to see some of the guys that maybe didn't reach their uh, athletic potential 
or maybe yeah. le left some things on the shelf, made a few yeah. many wrong decisions, and it didn't translate to their athletic success. And then I like to see the, those guys that are really into it because you kind of see it. You're like, dang, like, all right, like, I, I respect that. Like, you're giving it back, you know. Sometimes you need to fill that void too. And uh, it's just cool to see some of the passion that these guys are putting into it. And, uh, yeah. and I know some of them are my friends, man. I, I just respect it. And going through the scene, you know, it, it's cool to see. It's cool to see all the faces and all the energy they're putting into the kids. Yeah, you're right. Everybody thinks <clears throat> to be a great coach, you got to be a great wrestler, man. That's not, or you've had to have this amazing career. So I don't think I had an amazing career. I look, I look at like, Nick Octaviano, right? He struggled with Wade. He would win a wrestle-off every year. Mm. Never really wrestled for us. And he's done such a good job at Colts Neck. Like, yeah. that's that's awesome. And I knew he'd be good. You could just tell, guys, yeah. who were in his side. It's just good to see stories like that. Yeah. We do have a question here. Coach Goodell, how's Glasgow's status? Will he be healthy enough to compete this season? Seems he's been hurt since his arrival with so much potential. Yeah, Steph, Steph is out in California with Aguilar. He's training every day. From a health standpoint, he's been fine. I know he was banged up his freshman year, um, got scoped. Maybe we probably brought him back a little bit too early, but he was fine soon after that. Is is he's fine and healthy health wise? It's more of an academic academic issue now. He's got to get get it together academically, and he'll be able to wrestle. But that's totally up to him at this point. But he's he's training out in California. Obviously, you can do all your academics now remotely, so he's doing that. And as far as we know, all is good and. Hopefully he's back, but he's got to do some things first to get back, but it's nothing to do with injuries. Yeah, and uh, I hope Steph's listening, man, because we got some competition at his weights, man. I've been training with these guys. They're training, so if you're listening, Steph, and you want to be back, bro, you better be training because I know you're talented, but these guys are coming. These guys are hungry. Uh, I just, I'm just i thinking about guys like Rob Kennard, Brett Donner, man. They're training every day. They're they're hungry. and we're even with, I would love to have Steph back and be on the roster because that – then it's like we got fireworks at 33, 41, 49, 57, 65. And even if whoever starts, starts, and whoever doesn't is the backup, that, those guys are going to be on each other's heels uh, all season. And it, it's yeah. just going to be a great atmosphere. So hopefully he's back and he's at, he's at his best when he is back, hopefully. Yeah. I heard, you know, there's a lot of these rumors. Uh, you and I have a show. We bring Sammy on. And then next thing you know, I'm getting all these texts. Oh, I'm hearing this. I'm hearing that. And they're just getting it from – from forms, the craziest things ever. But Sammy is a 133 pounder. Everybody thinks he's gotten so big because of the show. He's supposed yeah. to get big. He had, to, yeah. he had to build his body a little bit to get bigger and stronger. And that's kind of where he's supposed to be. But he's yeah. a 133 pounder. And depending on what happens there, he wrestles or he redshirts. So yeah. we'll figure that out when the time comes. Yeah, he needed to get stronger. And like sometimes to put on like a little bit of muscle, you got to get a little bigger first. It's it's not all like, it's not all great weight that he put on, I'm sure. So um, he needed to get stronger for sure. Just feeling him for a 133 pounder for his size, he should be a little bit stronger. I got a I got a question here. Is coach concerned about the sudden spike in positive COVID tests at the big football programs? If Clemson, et cetera, have to shut down football and the major conferences follow suit, what chance there's a trickle down with the shutdown? I'm assuming he means Coach Shiano. Yeah, coach and I have talked about that. If you know, all these guys are testing positive and but then they go into their quarantine, and before they get back full practices, maybe they're all clean. I don't know how that works. Is there going to be a trickle-down effect from football? I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, is football – can they play football starting in March? That's something that's on the table. I don't know if there's if there's no football 
from a high school level and a college level, it has to affect the other sports. It just has to, yeah. right? It's common sense. So, uh, yeah, I would assume there's a trickle down effect, but trickle down effect. But I can't speak on that. That's uh, just my opinion on that. But yeah, there there's concern when these big time football programs. Here's the here's what I will tell you: we are ahead of the game when it comes to Rutgers and testing. Absolutely ahead of the game and how we're handling our athletes. And if anybody knows Coach Ciano, it's total like laser beam focus on every little, don't leave any stone unturned. And he's locked in on his guys and making sure the safety is first. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. And we talked a little bit about it before. We don't yeah. need to really go much more in depth. Uh, there's really like as much news as there is about it all week by week. It's like such, such little adjustments each week. It's like, it just feels like over and over again, it's like we're getting fed the same information almost. Um, yeah, I know. I know. So, yeah. yeah, there's been that's probably been the most frustrating part. People are asking for scheduling. Uh, what does our schedule look like? I want to get season tickets. Who's on the? I don't. I don't know. There's been yeah. no. You know, they're trying yeah. to figure out what a football season looks like, and I'm assuming what a basketball season looks like. You know, it's 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 hard, and it's been frustrating for all the coaches. You know, I talked to a lot of the Big Ten coaches, and in, in in my sport anyway, and that's been probably the biggest frustration because. So much of what wrestling, where wrestling is gone, is about building your brand and and building a fan base to, to make sure you have money and make sure the administration says, "Oh, we're wrestling in front of twenty people. We should drop this part." Well, that's a huge part of what every coach is doing. It ain't about just the X's and the O's and training. There's so much more to it. So we want to get our schedule out because we want to get season tickets out. We want to wrestle in front of seven thousand every night at the rack. Yeah. And that's how we look at it. And that's how a lot of other coaches are now. Yeah. We need to promote these matches, get, get our team excited about them. Even a lot of different things. I'm just, I'm going to move backwards a little bit right now. I'm just daydreaming, thinking about my, my brother said the kid, Alex Nini, and I knew him since he, he's been a kid. He's one of the eighth graders going to CBA next year, uh, wrestling for them. But I'm just thinking about when this kid, he's already probably 120 pounds right now, and he's starting to be a, a real like a real wrestler, like a man a little bit, and it's starting yeah. to it's starting to get tough to roll with him. Like I'm thinking you probably dealt with it a bunch of times. What's it like when that athlete like is growing up, growing up, and now all of a sudden now all of a sudden he's 150 pounds, he's a man, and he's like, You gotta turn it up, you gotta turn it on to wrestle him. It's like how do you make that transition from like you're like beating them up, beating them up? Now you're like all of a sudden like, all right, like we're gonna work. Out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's happened to me. That's yeah. happened to me. That's a great question. It didn't happen to me so much when I was at Jackson. I mean, obviously, Carney and Winston got to be really tough for me later on. But I, I just it it, it started happening maybe five years ago in college. Man, those guys. Even with Ronaldi, remember Dan Ronaldi? Yeah, he just was so big. He was a horse, man. He was yeah. hard to wrestle. It was hard to wrestle that pace, so, but you could always find ways to to drill and work out. I make sure I'd stay in shape, so I can wrestle and at least right. drill and spar with these guys, you know. And that's, but yeah, you could tell guys are jumping levels, and I I, I can only imagine like Nini's, you're gonna have to start to really scrap with them. And here's right. the worst part: when you're the coach and you're the guy training the guy, they always want to beat you. Yeah, they always yeah, want yeah. the best effort with you. It's like, yeah. oh man. This guy's a pain in the ass. He's working so hard. I'm 48 years old. But I feel that. I feel that with Janzer all the time. Like Janzer comes at me harder. And I'm like, Jesus, man. I, I get it. You're ready to go. I'm just trying to get a workout in. So, you love it, but you're like, all right, all right. Yeah. And for me, for me, it was a mental thing, right? You'll see. You have to like 
before you can't just show up and practice and start warming up. And one of the really good guys says, I got you today. I'm yeah. like, oh, geez, here we go. You know, you got to, yeah. I got to gear myself up. Like, all right, I'm wrestling today, especially as I get older. I got, I got to make sure I can. And here's the worst part. You can't stop. Yeah. Like, it's not like I could be like, I am tired. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard mentally. It's something sure. I, I was daydreaming about. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to those times maybe when he's like a junior senior and I'm like still wrestling, but I'm like not trying to wrestle like that every day. Yeah. Uh, I just could imagine it's going to be, it's going to be tough, but I look forward to it. Like it's also exciting that some of the athletes that you get to work with jump levels like that. And even they're just, some of them are just growing and their levels already very high, but, uh, just to see them staying with the sport and like, you're like, see potentially like, okay, man, like, dude, yeah. if you're, if you're be, if you're like this with me, man, you should beat anybody at your weight at 120 pounds right now in the whole world. Like, let's go. So you get excited, they get excited. So uh, it, it also builds that bond when they're, when they're closing the gap, they're chasing you, they're coming back for practice to like, I almost got that takedown last week. And I remember yeah. going through it like, all right, Donnie beat me up, but I got to his leg that one time. Like next week, maybe I'll get that leg in the air. Like <laughs> it's it's little so, wins. So the biggest thing for someone like that who's been so successful coming in, and uh, we never really had this issue with you. You were really good about it. But even Winston never lost a high school match, and then he came in. The big and someone like Nini, the biggest thing is going to be like, listen, you're going to lose. It's your. It was always our job to put great competition in front of them. You're going to lose and. How do you respond from that loss? That was always a, kind of a big thing for us is making sure, listen, I remember Scotty lost at Brockport and uh, that's his first loss. He's never lost. I've never seen him lose. And then he bounced back, Concy semis, won two more in a row, ended up beating that kid again for third. So that was a great bounce back. So you're going to lose and losses can be good. You get better from it. So how does an eighth grader coming in, a stud eighth grader, how does he react to a loss? You know, I always thought that was the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And uh, I'm telling you, he has the potential to not lose. He's that good. But, yep. but you know, everyone, every everybody has their day, whether it's in the offseason in freestyle or it's in the season in folk style or offseason folk style major sure. national tournament. Yeah. He'll lose down the line. And um, I think the biggest thing for those guys is getting in practice rooms where they can be pushed and they're not just getting to pick eat their targets and running through practice partners every day they're getting pushed and they're finding the guys that are going to push them or coaches that are going to push them um and he's definitely doing that good good yeah. we have a guy backstage before we get to him coach what kind of an impact do you think not having fans at the rack would have on next season wow i didn't even that's a major impact i didn't, i haven't gone that far down yet i haven't thought that way yeah i'm thinking we need seven thousand there but now that you think about it that's holy heck i haven't I haven't really thought about hey, that. Hey, Pat. Oh, Pat. Oh, what's up, What's dog? going on? Let's go. We're live in the wrestling room. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm Studios. Doing, Absolutely. From the bunker to the room, we're yeah. uh, bringing it all together, boys. Yeah. We're never seen Listen, man, we, in the wrestling room. Stretch me out. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you giving us this platform. This has been really uh, keeping us sane. This has been really, really good for Anthony and myself and – Malco Sports has been awesome, awesome for us. And we appreciate you, man. Thank you for doing this and allowing us to do this. You could easily shut us down. But for 12 weeks, we've been uh, – I feel like it's been successful. I don't know where – you know, how you yeah. feel about it. But yeah. it's been great. 
Oh, man, I, I please, you know, we're uh, we're grateful to work, you know, with you guys. Right. And uh, so I think, you know, when, when everything goes down with, you know, COVID, our goal is, you know, Kevin, uh, you know, Malist and I were talking about what, what are the opportunities we could, you know, do to help you guys moving forward. And I think, uh, you know, we work with the McCoy twins and we started doing their podcast um, during, you know, we, we do their podcast double coverage just during the season, the NFL season. And then once COVID hit, you know, there was no sports, everything got canceled. The guys had, you know, a lot more free time themselves. And then, you know, they just kind of wanted to find a way to communicate um, with their fans. And so we partnered up with FanCred to do every Sunday night, double coverage live where Patriots fans could come on. And it just kind of gave some escapism, right? And the reality is this is the same exact thing that you guys are giving to the wrestling community. You're giving that escapism during a difficult time, uh, for an hour just to talk about things that, you know, might seem trivial, you know, with, with, with the health crisis going on, but they're so important to, you know, finding joy in people's lives. And you guys are absolutely the best, man. I mean, no, no joke. I, I, I haven't missed an episode, you know, since you went on. And, uh, you know, there's so many people that I talk to that weren't maybe huge wrestling fans or locked into everything, but they have such a good time listening because the the banter and the perspectives that you both have is awesome. So, I mean, now, I mean, listen, this is great entertainment for us as well. You know, yeah. <laughs> you guys are doing all the work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. So what's what, goody. I, uh, I had to come on here cause I know it's the only way I can get in touch with these days. I talked to Ant all the time. Goody, I know you don't get any cell service on the green. So uh, <laughs> you don't let me rattle this cage and get in here. <laughs> listen, you have a question? Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, true story, though. As uh, I have to full disclosure, as I'm making fun of you, today is my first round of the year. Uh, so oh, God. That's, you know, sorry to hear luck. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, uh, I got at least a hundred swings in my Listen, bag. <laughs> here's what I'll tell you about this show, because obviously Anthony and I have a great relationship, but it's gotten so much closer and deeper because of this show. I learned so much from this guy just about training and how – he trains some of the guys he's coaching and his mindset for big matches. So here's why you don't get in touch with me. When I go on a golf course, I shut it down because I'm locked in I'm trying to win matches. So I've learned that from this guy, and I apologize. And listen, for the record, six days a week I'm on the course. What else am I going to do? What are you shooting right now? Have you improved? I don't want to. I'm a, I'm a 5.7 this morning, and I'm trying to get it up because I got a big tournament coming up. All right. If wow. I can get that up a little bit and get some more strokes, I might right. be five over on the first hole. So I mean, uh, yeah, that's golf. <laughs> that's too. golf. It'll be all right. Just keep practicing. Yeah, wow. I love it. No, the family's I, good. Everything's good. Everything's great, man. You know, uh, as as I say, you know, I have my health and employment, so we're blessed in in that regard, right? You know, there's. Uh, our industry, the business of sports is, you know, not unlike a lot, right? You're challenged by what is happening, you know, with the current health crisis. But the reality is there's a lot of people that didn't have a chance, you know, when it came to this and running their own business. And uh, they were in industries that were far more affected. Um, and so I'm super grateful, you know, for everything that we have going on, the clients that we have, um, some of the uh, adjustments that we've been able to make. And so, I mean, in some ways, we're, you know, even growing, you know, the business during this time, right? We're finding other areas to win. And, and um, you know, as, as someone who's, you know, an entrepreneur, anyone will always tell you, you know, creativity and work ethic will always win. Those are two ingredients that are super important. Um, and again, 
if you if you are working in an industry that isn't completely decimated like you know food or entertainment where you know musicians and um all the different industries that are just totally shut down barbershops etc that were you know didn't even have a chance if you are in, in an industry where you have a chance creativity and work ethic will help find its way and this is a perfect example right 12 weeks ago you know the wrestling room didn't even exist and the idea now that you're both out there being able to communicate with your fans develop that you know, relationship even further um you know push you know the Rutgers brand and everything that you guys have going on and great platform for you and everything you know that you're doing and your upcoming match with flow it's just you got to get creative and you know find new opportunities um you know wh where they didn't previously exist so we're doing great man um having you know a, a ton of fun getting to spend extra time with kids you know my, my kids are 10 8 and 6 and uh so they're incredible ages um and it's just you know I, I lose that 45 minute hour commute each way to the office. You know, I miss the office and all the, the, the employees and stuff like that, but you know, I, I wouldn't trade it for more time with the kids, you know? Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. And how are they doing? They're probably out of school now, right? Uh, probably even more free time with, for them. Oh, ab absolutely. My, yeah. my daughter's 10. She's already thinks I'm an idiot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just a girl thing. I think my sister was just at that age, like just little bratty. Yeah. 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 Uh, she's, she's, uh, or maybe she's just right. You know, <laughs> maybe she does just know more than us, but yeah, they're doing good, man. You know, um, it's, uh, you know, my, my daughter just turned six. We had two birthdays during COVID. So just like you, Ant, you know, happy belated birthday. Thank you, man. That was a um, great, cool edit that Malcolm put out. And I appreciate you posting them too. Thank you. Ah, no worries. We, we, we got a talented squad, man. You know, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's our, our, our team is deep with designers and editors and animators. I know Goody, you were psyched about the, uh, the wrestling oh, video, um, yeah. the Julian Phoenix Odrick voiced over and, and wrote as well. So that was awesome. Yeah. You should post that again for our fans if you get a chance. Yeah. Before you before you kick off here, before you get going here, give us uh we'll give we'll give Capra the same question we give all of our guests. Uh, They're on an island, uh, you're allowed to bring three uh, people. Uh, who you bring it to the island. And you don't say your wife, you can automatically bring her. Of course. I know how the game is played. You know uh, how the game works, right? Wow. Uh <clears throat> Wow, that's a that's a bad job out of me. I certainly should have been, you know, more prepared. No, it is. I was just so excited to come on air. You know, you kind of lose time of sense and you know space, and like here my, I am. It's like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me let, let me take a sip of coffee. Get an idea here. Now we've had a bunch of different answers on this, Ant. We've had entertainers. Yeah. Right. We've had movies, you know, we've had a lot of different, we've had coaches, comedians, uh, famous singers. athletes, yeah. comedians. Yeah. So you can go in a lot of, and then we've had family members like a My dad, dad, like the yeah. Durkin. Durkin went when he loved to spend another day with his dad. That was pretty cool. So who is you know, there? There's no wrong answer. This question, by the way, who you bring into the island? You're stuck yeah, on an you, island, let's say six months. No, who no, no. Did you ever answer the question? I did. I did on the first day. I think I went. Bobby Bowden, Don Mattingly, and uh, I know I got a lot of heat for not bringing my wife, but at that time I just. But then we I made the rule. Then you made the rule after that that you don't have to bring your wife. Yeah, she's already yeah. there. But it was def it was definitely Bowden and and Mattingly. I know it was Bowden because your kids said and I thought you were your kids and wife oh, are there. All right, the kids, the kids and wife are there clearly. All right, uh, number one, a number one was an easy one. That's Bruce Springsteen. 
gotta have uh, Bruce on the island. Uh, I would take uh, Dave Chappelle. Nice. Springsteen, Chappelle, and uh, what do I need here? What am I missing? Do I just uh, you, man. you got music? You got a comedian? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm covered right now. Sports. Yeah. You know, you uh, you already took Donnie baseball, so he's off the market. Um, you can steal him too. You can steal him. Bring him back. Man. Yeah. I don't know if he'd want to go back. He's gonna have to go twelve months straight. You know what? <laughs> if, if, if I'm on an island, I'm gonna have a blast with, with Charles Oakley. Let's get Oak out yeah, there. Yeah, that's a good one. So, <laughs> I don't know where I just came up with Oakley Chappelle and- <laughs> <laughs> on the spot. That's, cool. that's good, man. I was trying to think back. You know, like favorite favorite athletes growing up. I was a big, uh, you know, Ewing guy. I just think yep. it would be more fun, you know, and uh, yeah, that would that, that that would probably be my play. Are, are you are you a Springsteen guy at all, Goody? I like I do like Bruce a lot. I wouldn't say I'm a big Chesney guy. I think that might have been my third, but I, Bruce is a short guy. I love Bruce. I've been to a bunch of shows. The only thing I don't, and this is nitpicking, right? When you go to one of his shows and he plays one album, like if you don't like that album, of course you're gonna love the great ones that end the show, but. If you don't like that one album, it could be kind of brutal. So that that would be. I just think he's been be doing it so long. He's got to change it up. He's like, I don't know what, what what's going to be different this time. We'll just do a whole album. Dude, how, about his, how about his energy though? At seventy, have you ever been to a Bruce show, Ant? No. Oh man, his energy, and I guess he's seventy-one now. Yes, it's pretty. It's pretty special. It's incredible, man. Yeah. It's yeah, incredible. He, he's remarkable. It's humbling. Like you know, as I like walk out of the concert, like exhausted, walking out, like from just cheering and, and dudes up there doing slides left and right, going crazy. But no, you, you you got me into Chesney a little bit now. So I've been doing this uh, Couch to Five K app, uh, which is humbling to even mention to the two of you guys watching, uh, watching your workouts and and, and everything that you're doing. Uh, but just want to put my cards on the table. Oh, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and and so when I'm listening to music, Chesney is one of the, the guys I'll throw on there. Uh, you know, just good, upbeat, keeps you going. Right, right. He, he's, he's, he's got a couple balls in there. He's, he misses the zone every once in a while. You know, like when you're working uh, there, this isn't the, this isn't the right song. <laughs> yeah, he, go, he does flow with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he's, he's in a tree with Willie Nelson, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm not here trying to run, you know, <laughs> trying to get motivated. That's when I slide back and put the wrestling room on, you know, yeah. and talking about his, his grind. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about what you said about the work ethic and creativity, man, just in any, in wrestling for sure, just out working in high school level and kid level, you just out working your competition and being creative about what kind of moves and patterns you're putting together that, That'll win versus most of the guys. When you get to college and the higher level you get to, I, I feel like it's how far, how hard are you willing to work and push your body? How far back are you willing to push that wall? And then once you break that wall a couple times and you're successful or you break the wall and you're not successful and realize what you got to change, that's when the creativity comes maybe. And I, I broke through the wall, but I'm not creative enough. Now I got to be a little bit more creative and break through the wall again and see if I win this time. And uh, Yeah. I, I love that, putting those two together. And in sport in life, man, that goes a long way. No, you're, you're so spot on. And you know, you were just you know, talking about those 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 lessons too earlier. You know, and, and how good you're saying the, the the conversations you guys have had. You know, in all seriousness, I really do get a lot out of listening to the two of you talk and the stories. Um, 
<clears throat> because there was a story you told a few weeks ago Aunt, when you were down at a camp and a coach was being really, really hard on a kid. And, you know, then he left and he came back and he had like a softer tone that second time, you know, like um, just, he, you know, hearing those type of things and trying to, you know, thinking about how you were, you were playing the good cop in that scenario where you were yeah. trying to tell the kid, Hey, it's going to be okay. Um, and then to hear Goody, you know, your transformation from coaching over the years and hearing, you know, it from your angle, um, it's just really fascinating, right. To, to, to hear that transformation is you're still an active wrestler and right. You know, you're still going for, you know, the Olympics, but so much of what you do is often teaching other kids, right. Yeah. You know, whether it's clinics and, and different things like that. So, um, you kind of get to wear both hats. So, yeah. um, it's been cool. I, I was curious, Goody, you know, Ant was talking about all the other former wrestling coaches that have, you know, or guys that are coaching that are former Rutgers guys. Um, you know, what, what, why did you get into coaching and what is it that fulfills you? You know, like, and has that changed from the beginning where maybe it was a job to now being able to see these, these young men, you know, become adults? Well, if you ask me that, like today, not why I got into it, but today, why do you keep doing it? Why I want to serve, I want to, I want to give back. I want to, I want to help young guys develop and become great fathers and and great husbands. So that's that would be my answer now. When I was younger, why did I get into it? I didn't have a choice. I, I knew what I was going to do, and I tell this story all the time. I knew what I was going to do at an early age, right? My my grandfather coached thirty five years in Far Rockaway. My dad coached every single sport in our town. My mom was an athletic director at the middle school. My sister's a basketball coach. So I was fortunate. I knew I'd go away, get my teaching degree, come back, and that's all I wanted to do was coach. So I kind of knew at an early age I wanted to compete. I, uh, I wanted to win championships. That's basically was my mindset when I was 22, 23, 24 years old. Uh, uh, that's what I wanted to do. So I kind of knew at an early age it was in my blood. It was everything growing up was coaching and or being around coaches. So that's kind of why I got into it. If you, again, if you ask me that now, it's about, it's about serving and uh, giving these guys a platform to perform and, and just giving them life lessons that they're going to learn going forward. And it's gratifying, man. It's a, uh, there's a lot that goes into it. So it's pretty cool. Not nah, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm just kind of curious about that, especially having Billy on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I always thought, and it's funny too, because I would speak with our phys ed teachers when I was a physical educator and, uh, They'd be like, you're going to get burnt out. You're going to get tired. I would do three sports. I'm like, no way. I love this. And sure enough, I hit their age around 45. I told the story last week, man. I, It was hard. The last two years were hard. And then you think you get two national champs. It's going to get easier. It gets hard. So it goes back to what you said. You got to have creativity. You got to start rethinking here a little bit. You got There's got to be change. And uh, probably wasn't up until February of this year where I started really, really finding the passion again. And loving being around people, loving being around our fans. So it, it came and got, you know, it, it went in a bunch of different ways, which I'm sure that's hard for people to understand. But mm. I never thought I'd get burnt. I never thought I'm just like, let's go, go, go. And and heck, man, it, it's definitely hard. And But that's coaching. So I look at Billy, and I think the same thing. He started where I started. He's going to go through. He's going to be around this for the next 25 years. Is he going to have the same passion for, that he does today to get in a room with the CBA guys? Is he going to have that same passion 25 years down the line? So it's interesting, but it's a fine balance for sure. No, it's um, it's interesting too. We uh, you know, talk about like that creativity and 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 trying to think different. Like I love the ability to 
come up with an idea, implement it and run with it. Right. As opposed to, you know, that's why I always was drawn to entrepreneurship. The fact that like, I think we can do things better. The system isn't perfect. We can get creative. We can think of better ways to do it. And there's a, you know, a really good line. Um, uh, I think John Spolstra, uh, Eric Spolstra's dad, um, who wrote a book called Marketing Outrageously. He talks about how uh, if you imitate your competitors, you know, or you imitate your industry leaders, you're only strengthening them, right? So, like, think about mm. how you built Rutgers, right? If you built Rutgers in the exact model of what everyone else was doing, right, you're only strengthening them. So, for, for us as an agency, when we start out, if we try and think, let's replicate what that big agency is doing, they've already got too big of a head start in, in money and resources and everything. So we have to think differently, Different, um, sure. you know, and, 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 and what I always just admire about, you know, and everything that you've accomplished and, and, you know, everything that, you know, you built Goody is the idea that you did it in a place where it hadn't been done before. And there's gotta be something incredibly satisfying, um, you know, look at the smile on your face when you're holding that national championship trophy in the, in the, uh, the promo video yeah. and like, yeah. it's just like, the, it, it says so much, you know, and, and just like one little look, it's just such a cool accomplishment. What you guys have done, yeah. you know, something like that. It's awesome. Yeah. It's just still so surreal in my, in my life. It's so surreal that it, it's come full circle already, even though like we're still going through it. It's like, it's like we're on the second chapter now. It's like we completed the mission. And now it's like, all right, like, what's the next goal? Like, let's get into a team trophy. Let's go get more. Like, of course, everyone always wants more. So it's like, let's go get more. What's the next steps? Let's put these, let's put these stones in a line so we could go down the right path again. Absolutely. Fellas, listen, I will let you run. I've already yep. overextended my nah, time. Good, so, man. Perfect. This is your platform, baby. This uh, is your I, show. I, I, I got to get out of here for good. He gives me the hook. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm so glad that Kevin, you know, brought you guys into my life. I, I get so much professional and personal enjoyment out of working with both you guys. And uh, this has been awesome. And uh, I will be talking to you, I'm sure. Well, and I'm sure I'll talk to you, Goody. Um, you know, maybe uh, one day when you're off the course, we'll reconnect. But um, wish me luck today, boys. Yeah, man. <laughs> Try to stay under 100. Luck, stay under 100. <laughs> under 100. Uh, stay under 100. Uh, stay under 100. Uh, if you don't, uh, if you don't, just tell people you're under 100. That's <laughs> what I've been doing my whole life. And, uh, you're the man, buddy. See we'll see you. Thanks, Pat. All right, it was great, man. Dude, it's so good to have him on. He's been really, really good to both of us. Yeah, yeah, he has been. Um, and Malka in general has been too. Um, yeah, I, I guess we could uh, start to wrap things up here. Um, yeah. But any any last thoughts? Any uh, no I'm, anything? Uh, I'm excited for here, like from hearing Billy and then uh, hearing Pat. Just it's getting me excited again about Rutgers wrestling, man. I feel like. It, we just put, kind of put Rutgers wrestling on pause during quarantine, kind of take a break from the seat. It was after the season, take a break. And now it's like things are starting to come back together. It's like, all right, like let's put the roster together. Let's start to speculate a little bit. Hopefully they clear up things and, and give us a schedule and stuff like that. But I'm excited. I want to see the guys compete again. And I want to see Rutgers, <laughs> Rutgers wrestling rise. Uh, it's an exciting time. No doubt. Let, let's, uh, let's have these fans direct message us, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and give us some ideas. Do you want guests? Do you want to keep doing this? Do you want call-ins? Yeah. Uh, those were great. I mean, I knew Billy this morning was coming on, so that was cool. But yeah. Pat coming on is a, 
is a huge surprise. Uh, I know there are a couple other coaches that are texting me would like to come on. So yeah. let's figure that out. And again, if, if there's a certain guest they want, uh, we'll, we'll work our tail off to try to get them on here. And, uh, but I kind of like this. We go in a lot of different directions, answer a lot of questions. Cannot believe we went an hour and 12 minutes. Yeah. Not one question about the transfer portal, yeah. which I super appreciate. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Cause there's nothing I can really talk about. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's been good, man. It's been good. We're excited for your match. Um, let's yeah. just keep training. We're going to get together. I think we're going to get the okay, at least to be off campus grounds and some of these clubs. So we can start putting some things together a little bit more organized, you know? Yeah, that sounds good. I hope, hope to, like I've been with some of the guys here and there, but hopefully we can be more consistent with it and get more guys in consistently in different places, lifted and wrestling. Um, and it was just, it was a pleasure to have Billy on here today, man. Someone I looked up to, he's seven, six and a half years older than me. Reason why I got into the sport and have so much passion for it, just being able to watch him and his journey. So I appreciate him coming on and sharing that a little bit. Um, I always thought that guy, Billy, just has such a cool demeanor, man. He just lets things roll off his shoulder, and you would never know. You don't know when he's super happy. You don't know when he's super mad, but yeah. he's ultra competitive. And he's ultra – when he was our DOP, all I could say is we got things done. We got things yeah. done on the road. We got yeah. things done back at home. Yeah. We wanted to, a lot of what happens at the rack now, that atmosphere is because of Billy Ashley. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. He would run meetings with the marketing. He would run meetings with our administration. He was ahead of the time. And the reason the rack is bumping the way it is is because he was a huge part of creating that. So forever grateful for that dude. And he's going to win a state championship. One day he's going to get awarded boardwalk call, number one team in New Jersey, no doubt about it. Yeah, he's a beast. I'm hoping for the best for the team at CBA and for him and his new family, man. That, uh, that's got to be surreal. I just think about like him as a college athlete still kind of kind of my, in my mind oh. I, like i see him in a singlet still and and he's got yeah. a family and it's just uh it's crazy how fast how fast time has gone by and i'm 25 years old now since yesterday and just it's crazy my my mikey said to me i'm closer to 30 than i am to 20 now and i was like wow that's good <laughs> <laughs> well listen it's the weekend enjoy your birthday i know you will yeah. keep training we got we got work to do so keep training and uh yeah. Awesome show today. We'll be in touch. I'll probably talk to you over the weekend. Yeah, man. Have a good weekend and let's continue to prepare to take it to this guy, Luke Pletcher. Got a good track, got a good track record versus Ohio State guys recently. Yeah, so you gotta stay hot on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, brother. We'll end on that and I'll talk to you. All right. See you later.